You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 140 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here on this snapshot, which is one of our mini-sodes, with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. It's just been one of those really busy weeks and <laughs> I was exhausted by the end of it, absolutely exhausted. I think I was so tired that I couldn't even go to sleep properly because you're that tired. I know. Is and, that why I got um, that very late phone call from you? Like, <laughs> <some> outrageous <laughs> hour. <laughs> it wasn't that outrageous. <laughs> you weren't late. asleep. Well, you weren't I asleep, asleep either. I don't sleep. I'm like 7-Eleven. <laughs> but no, that makes no sense because that's open from seven till eleven. No, it's not actually. No, it's I know well, it's that's but traditionally is open twenty four hours. No, 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 no. But traditionally, close. traditionally, that's how it got its name. I know, but it's also we never close or whatever. Whatever the company that never closes is, is there another one? I don't know. But anyway, we get the point. Right. So. Uh, this is our mini-sode this week, and apart from the fact that both of us have not been sleeping, uh, our mini-sodes is what we do in between our regular programming, and they are, as the name suggests, little mini-episodes, and we call them snapshots because they're just little bite-sized pieces that keep you going until we drop one of our regular episodes. Now, in our mini-sodes, we sometimes do listener questions, and sometimes we will do mini-interviews, and sometimes we will tackle uh, little topics that we can cover in bite-sized pieces. And this particular mini-sode, where our topic is how to deal with negative feedback about your photography. So this is a good one, how to deal mm. with negative feedback about your photography. So when we're talking about negative feedback, Gina, negative feedback from who? Right. Well, there's, there's two kind of areas I want to cover here. I want to cover how to cope with uh, the unsolicited negative feedback you might get out of the blue. And uh, I, I, I see, th see this a lot uh, comes up in the uh, Facebook group where, n not that it happens in the Facebook group, but I hear a lot of comments about what happens to photographers in other groups where they might share their work and they get this kind of negative feedback they didn't ask for and they're not sure how to cope with it. And I think as an artist, uh, learning how to uh, develop coping skills about any sort of criticism about your work is a really healthy thing to do. The other kind of uh, 
negative feedback that you might get or perceived negative feedback is when it comes in the form of a constructive critique. And I think one of the things that uh, a lot of photographers fear the most is getting any kind of critique about their work because it's what that critique means to the person receiving it. It's, it's like people take it as a, it's, a, it's a personal thing and it's hard to not take um, criticism personally, Val. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was a kid, right, I used yeah. to love to draw and um, – <laughs> Whenever I drew a picture, I'd show it to my mum and dad and they'd always say, it's amazing, your work is Mm. beautiful. So Mm. I kind of like at a young age had this really healthy, unhealthy attitude (laughs) about how good I was at my drawing and, you know, I had a bit of a strut as as you would get if people told you your work was great. And then um, one day there was this uh, kid that I went to school with and her name was Natalie Derizio and I've changed (laughs) her name to protect the innocent Val. Yeah, sure. And um, she came up to me one day in the playground, and she, and I said, "Hey, hey, Natalie, look, I did a I did a drawing." And uh, she looked at it, and uh, she checked it out, and she kind of sneered, mm. and she said, "The in 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 only the way the way a seven year old could, it's uh, stupid, and the colours are dumb." <laughs> right. So first, my okay. first reaction was, uh, I thought I'd misheard her because I was expecting, because everyone told me how good I was, I, I didn't expect to hear that. And yes. I was like, you know when you see the uh, contestants on reality singing shows when they go out and they belt out a tune and they're not mm. very good and the judges mm. say, you're not really good? They had that. They have that expression, what do you mean? Mm, Everyone says I'm amazing. So I had that yeah. I had that kind of reaction. <laughs> and and you know, I, w- I was shocked. And uh, and so I didn't quite know what to say. So, you know, as a seven-year-old, I think I, I handled the uh, the interaction with a lot of grace. Okay. Uh, you punched her. Uh, I didn't. I told her that she was stupid and she smelt. Okay? <laughs> okay. So I I've um I've she was like my first critic in life, and uh, yes. you know, up until then, uh, everyone, my art teachers, all all gave me lots of praise. So I didn't really know what to do. And do you know what happened? I went into right. a, a sort of uh, a spiral of depression. When you were seven. Yeah, because it's like I thought that what she said meant that that's what everybody thought and and it was true because one person criticised my work while everybody else that I knew said my work was amazing. I only listened to the one person who criticised me. Does that sound familiar to you at all, Valerie? Have you ever had a, a similar experience? We we tend to sort of focus on the one negative rather than all the other positives. And so, um, you know, I kind of uh, meant that that was true. And But there was a little bit of truth in what she said. So often some criticism, even though it might be delivered in, in, in not the most uh, – uh, the, the kindest way, mm. I really didn't understand colour and even as a seven-year-old, uh, perhaps I needed to work on that. So so often there's some things about criticism that you maybe should uh, take some of the advice and then there's other criticism that you really need to think about where it's coming from. So I thought that based on that, I thought it would be a good idea just to uh, run through a few of my uh, coping skills uh that I've picked up from other artists over the years and, and 
and they kind of work for me uh, as things that you need to think about whenever you're receiving uh, constructive criticism or any negative feedback and what to do about it. So presumably these are your coping skills as an adult, not as a seven-year-old. No, but we're all walking around with little wounded seven-year-olds in us, Valerie, and we carry that away too. (laughs) Maybe it's time to move on. (laughs) Maybe it's time to build a bridge, you know, and just get over it. This is how uh, I think you should uh, react uh, whenever anyone is critiquing your work. And first thing, Val, is just remember it's not personal. So when when, – I ever got asked for constructive criticism, get told my art is stupid and my colours are dumb, Mm. it's my images the critics are referring to, not me. And a lot of people... I disagree with you entirely. Natalie DiRizio, it was personal. She was not an art critic. She had no concept about whether your art was good or not. it, it, It was personal. She was doing that to be a bitch to you. So I think the step before that, she's not an art critic. What does this seven-year-old who doesn't do art know? So, and this applies whether you're an adult. I think the step before this is to determine whether it's personal or not. So if somebody is doing it because they've got a vendetta against your family, clearly it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to step two, Val. It's often about them. So right. some people do derive pleasure and a sense of superiority by bringing others down. So the critique has nothing to do with your art or yes. you. These people behave in a negative manner with all of their interactions. So they'd find fault in anything, Val. They, they, yes. they think the Taj Mahal, too big. <laughs> Mona Lisa, too small. Or He's Nutella. Quite small. <laughs> Nutella. How, could, how could anyone bag Nutella? Although, let me tell you, I have yes. something against, like last night, uh, someone as a gift gave me the little weenie, teeny weenie Nutella snack size ones. Have you seen those? You get yes, them in yes. bulk packs and they're like, I don't know, 20 gram a serve. And you uh-huh. peel them off and you get this little stick that you eat them with. Yes. It's, it's not right. Because okay. you need to eat like 50 of those to actually get the good Nutella hit. So I was very frustrated as I was peeling each of the packets open mm. at 1 o'clock in the morning. So that's the, the only complaint about uh, Nutella. So uh, back to negative feedback. Uh, get Make sure that uh, the person giving your f- the feedback is the right person. So when you're seeking constructive criticism, uh, make sure that it's from people whose work and opinion you respect. So whenever I need advice about, say, uh, the timing chain in my car valve the or what? my clutch or my brake fluid, mm-hmm. I ask my mechanic, Tony, right? Yes, yes. But if I need advice, because he's an expert on cars, but if I need advice about composition or exposure mm. of an image, I ask my mentors. And I think a lot of us, uh, it, it, I see a lot of people making that mistake where they'll take advice from maybe their mum or their cousin mm. Joe who critique their photos, but really uh, are they experienced to critique mm. a photo? You know, or even Tony the mechanic might chime in with a, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about the desaturated look. It's a bit dark. Yeah, yes. (laughs) And my timing chain. So, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure you're getting your critiques from the right people. 
the good thing about uh, getting constructive criticism is it's it, from the right people is it gives another perspective. So I think that it's the best way that uh, people can fast track their growth as artists because you, you, here's someone who's maybe a little bit down the track from you, who's done what you're doing and can will see with fresh eyes as well and can point out um, perhaps uh, areas that need to be improved that you're not seeing yourself. So I think it's, uh, mm. it's very valuable to uh, seek out con- constructive criticism and not be afraid of it. And then I think it's really important, Val, to know the difference between positive critiques and Mm. trolling or the backhanded compliment or put down. And, you know, I think uh, we see that there there is a huge difference. So make sure that you focus on the constructive comments and try not to dwell too much on the negative stuff and know the difference. So do you know what – can you give a definition of trolling, Val? Oh, a definition of trolling (laughs) when you're mean and nasty to people, particularly (laughs) on the internet. Yeah, so it's basically uh, trolling refers to uh, an internet user uh, whose behaviour, it's it's meant to intentionally anger or frustrate someone. So they want to provoke a response. They get some sort of, um, I don't know, that's how they get their jollies, by just saying things that are, you know, provocative and to, to try and get a, a response. So it's just... Really, when you break it down to what, why is that person doing it to get attention? Mm. So, what's the best way uh, to nip it in the bud? Ignore them, give them no attention because they want you to bite, they want you to react. Uh, and if you say nothing, uh, then it, it, eventually it goes away. Or the other way, if you want to go down that road to deal with a troll, is to show them compassion and kindness. Ask them if they're okay because they've obviously uh, had some and go on in their lives that makes them miserable enough to be, you know, to want to do that online. The mm. other one, the backhanded compliment, Val, have you ever been the recipient of a backhanded compliment? There's some people that are real experts at it. Or it's no, also, but like I a, think. Sorry, a left-handed compliment, Val. Have you heard that one? Have you heard not, it called a left-handed compliment, backhanded left. or left-handed? Why is it left? I don't know. I think we'll stick with backhanded. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, left. <laughs> but I think you and I both saw an example of that. I think um, you and I were uh, somewhere where we were watching this um, amazing performer do an impromptu performance at an event, and he is truly a world-class performer who's just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant entertainer and singer and, you know, successful in Australia, and he did an impromptu um uh, song you know, p- performance with the band that was on at the time and I also videoed it because I thought what an amazing opportunity and uh, somebody else must have videoed it and put it on Facebook and I remember this comment that you and I both read at the time from somebody who presumably knows him or is in his circle and it read something and this guy just pulled off the most amazing performance of a song and uh, the, the comment from this other the person was something to the effect of what an incredible talent too bad that some people never make it even though they are incredibly skilled oh my god that's <laughs> awful <laughs> Back, that's a backhanded compliment that is a isn't backhanded it? compliment you know the other don't, one uh, yeah, don't you remember do you remember uh 
I don't remember reading that comment because I know exactly the performance you're talking about and it blew me yeah. away. And blew this guy away. is a, a, a talent and it's successful mm. in his yes. own right as well. Oh, my God. That's people are so just... weird. Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, you see examples of that all the time and I've got a great quote from uh, Sam Haskins who wrote that a photographer went to a socialite party in New York. As he entered the front door, the host said, I love your pictures. They're wonderful. You must have a fantastic camera. He said nothing until dinner was finished then. That was a wonderful dinner. You must have a terrific stove. So <laughs> that's a, a good way to deal with a, you know, uh, a backhanded compliment is uh, to, to use humour. But I think um, mm-hmm. uh, some of the best ways is don't respond. Don't staying silent is um, a good way of uh, telling the person that their, you know, compliment their backhanded um, compliment didn't even deserve a response. Mm. Or you can just say. Oh, thank you. Just thank them enough or uh, accept the good and ignore the bad. So if someone says, oh, wow, those photos are so so much better than the stuff you usually post, <laughs> uh, right? So you say, thanks, I'm glad you like these shots and then ignore the rest of the, com- uh, rest yes. of the comment. Or yes. you can, if you want, you can address the insult uh, head on and you can say, uh, thanks for noticing and what exactly do you mean about my other stuff? Just put it back mm-hmm. on them and get them to explain it, make them uncomfortable or uh, keep it light. So in the comment or when someone says, oh, my God, your photos are amazing, you must have the best camera, you can say, mm-hmm. oh, thanks for noticing. Uh, I do have a great camera and I taught it everything knows. It's a good one. It's a good little comeback. So um, a couple of quotes just to keep in mind whenever you do uh, get some negative feedback that uh, wasn't uh, asked for. It's like, what everyone thinks of me is none of my business. I love that quote from uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm. And then uh, another thing is if you're always fearful of criticism, just think about this. Criticism is something we can avoid easily by doing nothing and saying nothing and being nothing. That's from mm. Aristotle. And then think about like so we're on the receiving end of the criticism. When you're giving criticism, so you might be asked to critique another person's photo, just remember to show that compassion and kindness. And uh, the best quote about that, criticism like rain should be gentle enough to nourish a person's growth without destroying their roots. So I think it's uh, always good to point out the positives about an image first and then maybe uh, make uh, some gentle suggestions of where you see there might be improvement. So even if you deal with criticism, negative criticism well uh, or, you know, you can respond in a lighthearted way or you can make a joke or you can, you know, ask them, make them feel uncomfortable, whatever, uh, the thing is what then what can sometimes happen is that even if you deal with it in a very good way, it can still in some cases uh, really rock your self-confidence. So my question Mm. to that is forget about the way you've dealt with it. Let's say you've dealt with it perfectly fine, um, as in responded to the person fine. Um, If it then subsequently rocks your self-confidence, what do you need to do to get out of that funk? 
I just keep doing the work. I also um, like to uh, be kind to myself and it's about like where was where am I now and where was I, you know, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. So it's like it's just about um, – backing yourself as a person and your art I think just continuing to do the work and uh, always improving and make sure that I'm uh, keeping an eye on how I'm improving and being aware of that and also uh, like I think uh, being able to uh, separate uh, critiques about my art to being that it's not about me personally is is the best thing that I ever did. So and and just learning that like these critiques, if I implement them all, my work is going to improve. And so I think learning to work with critiques is is the best way to move forward. It has mm. been for me. That's how my work has grown. And so you just just keep working. What do you do, Val, when you uh, get a sledging? Have you, I'm sure as a writer you've had, uh, you know, editors tear apart your articles and or ask mm. for rewrites. What like? How do you on a deadline too? I'm sure. You just well, if you're on a deadline, you have to deal with it because you have mm. to d- deliver by the deadline. And I guess uh, I've always been really grateful for uh, when the critique and criticism criticism comes from somebody that I respect or somebody with experience, yep. as opposed to Natalie Derizio. Right? Yeah, we don't uh, like if, her. Yeah, I mean, if Natalie Derizio did that to me, I'd just say you're an idiot, and I wouldn't even I would not even give it a second thought. Like I yep. I, I know that that's personal, and yep. that I just don't. Don't care, and it's I haven't got time for you. Old, would you have known? Of that course that's- not, of course not. But if that Natalie was in my life now, I just wouldn't care. Yeah. Um. But for people who aren't Natalie, for you know, experienced editors and people who uh, are, are skilled at what they do, then I really and this is also what I tell people that I mentor, you know, writers that I mentor, is think of it as a gift, and to think of it as a way for you to improve and. Yes. to work really hard to improve and make it better and make it good because you'll be shocked at how transformative it can be if you take that little thing, make sure it doesn't get to you, just think I'm going to take that as a lesson and make my photo better or make my piece of writing better, your piece of writing or photo or whatever will be better as a result. So I guess I'm lucky in that I've thought about about it that way for a very long time and so I don't really um I can recognize I can actually truly recognize when the critique is 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 um valid and when and when it really is identifying something that can be improved and I can also identify it I I guess through years of experience when that person actually doesn't know what they're talking about and they're idiots. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's picking the people that you're going to listen to. So who who are going to be the mentors and mm. uh, and then kind of maybe uh, taking the rest uh, with a grain of salt. Although there, there can be critiques that come from um, people that, that can also be good, but it's like just exactly what you said, every, everyone uh, can – 
is is a gift and it wasn't until mm. I think uh, in my early 20s when I had a three-month stint working in a lab, a, c- a couple of um, guys who had been in the industry forever took me under their wings and what they would do is every weekend I would go and shoot and through the week I'd print my um, shots in the lab there on their time. <laughs> Their materials, but these guys critiqued my work all day long. They're going, okay, well, there's not enough detail here, and then maybe you should have you thought about moving them across, scooching them across, trying this, adding a bit of flash every single day. And I, all I did was go, oh my god, this like I recognised that this information is gold, and so every yeah. weekend I would take that new information and go out and 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 shoot with that in mind. And by the end of that three months, my work had improved so much, Val, because I listened mm. to people who knew what they were talking about and, and didn't think- have any ulterior motives. They weren't trying to uh, make me small to so that mm. they felt bigger, which happens a lot in the in um, I think in photography sure. where people feel threatened by if someone is really good they'll try and cut them down and to make themselves feel bigger which is silly yes and in fact somebody asked me only last week I think the question was something along the lines of if there's something that a piece of advice you would give to people today or if you would do anything different today based on all of your years of experience now uh, what would that be be and I said I would have got mentors much earlier in life yep. I, d- yep. I had discovered mentors very late in life and um, I knew intellectually what they were obviously but I didn't seek them out for myself and so I discovered them very late in life and if I had my time again I would definitely say find appropriate mentors early and a mentor doesn't need to be somebody who sits next to you every week it could be you know somebody that you admire but you you learn a lot about them and um, learn some guiding principles from their life, mm. even if you've never met them. Or mm. they could be uh, in a slightly more structured situation, like the way you mentor everyone in the gold community. So um, at GinaMilitia.com, which is a wonderful way to get mentored because it's a membership program where you, where, where the people who are in it not only get regular tutorials from you, but can upload their photos and get photo yeah. critiques from you. I and just can- recorded, Val. I just recorded the critiques now and it's uh, yes. yeah it's it's a I think it's a great way because what's really good is once I upload the critiques uh, everyone else in the community gets to see uh, the other shots and the critiques and, and and like a lot of the comments I've had is they actually they learn more from the critiques and that that they do from a lot of the tutorials which is fantastic because you can right. you can you can see instantly uh, like I might retouch a photo in a different way than the person that's uploaded it or show uh, different techniques that I might use or how I might add la- add light and um, yeah I would have loved to have had something like that when I was uh, starting mm. out too Val yeah for sure and of course if you if you want to find out more then go to GinaMilitia.com that's M I L-I-C-I-A, and click on Join the Community. Uh, We'd love to see you in there. It's a pretty fantastic place to be. All right, so does that bring us to the end of this mini-sode, Gina? It does, Val. Yeah, I think we've covered that. So Wonderful. All right, so in the meantime, until we get back to our regular programming, where do we find you online, Gina? So you can find me at GinaMilitia.com, that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A, at GinaMilitia on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and YouTube, Val. 
Okay, fantastic. And you? And you'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, you'll also find me in the gold community at GinaMilitia.com. There's also a private Facebook group that is only for members, uh, where is a great, which is a great place for, for us to chat and to share our photos and to um, uh, ask questions as well because the beautiful part of it is that you get access to Gina. Uh, and I can't help myself. I chime in every now and then as well. <laughs> all right. Wonderful. And you'll find the show notes for all of our episodes at GinaMilitia.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com. 